This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's the final hour of power here on this Sunday afternoon edition of Overtime. It's the youngest in charge movement, Linnell Willingham, taking you up to 105 before we dish the rock to Charlie Slows and Dave Jagler. MGM National Harbor listener lines wide open right now. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. We've been talking all things Sam Howe for the duration of this program. Our pal Dan Orlovsky of NFL Network kind of agreeing with what I've been saying over the last two weeks about Sam Howe. While I love what I've seen from the young signal caller, there is still one area in his game that I still have a little bit of concern about. It's about his ability to understand and diagnose pressure. Chris, if we can, I want to let you all hear from Dan Orlovsky one more time here. And look, Dan Orlovsky, say what you want about him. He wasn't a great backup in the league, but he stuck around for a while, so he's smart as heck. He's very high on Sam Howell, and I love that he expressed his belief in Sam Howell before he gave the criticism, just like I would. Like I said, we expect him to have growing pains because he is a young signal caller. The question that remains for me is how much will those growing pains impact winning and losing come the regular season? Take a listen to Dan Orlovsky. And he's got to show that he has the answers to when defense present questions when it comes to pressure packages. Okay, this is week one of the preseason, okay? You have a corner that or tailback that's coming in from motion matched by defensive back. So he knows there's some type of zone defense. Now the back is going to be on a free release. So we have five guys offensive line-wise in protection. Now what the commanders are going to do is they're going to take their center, right guard, and right tackle and take them to the bottom of the screen. That's going to leave two offensive linemen to the left side. And the defense has three people to that side, okay? Now, quarterback-wise, if two of those guys come, we're completely fine. If all three of them come, I have a problem. One, two, three guys pressuring. And they have a zone drop on the back side. That means that we are hot. Now, Sam Howell has no idea what's going on right now with the answer that should be either right now or right now. But because that one unblocked defender comes free, he holds on to the football, and then there's a sack, week one of the preseason. Now we'll go to week two of the preseason because defensive coordinators pay attention to this. Back goes in motion, matched by a corner, we're in zone defense. They're going to do a very similar thing. They're going to take the center, right guard, and right tackle and push them to the right. That is going to leave us with two offensive linemen backside. The defense has three people to that side. If two of those guys come, we're fine. We're two on two. If all three pressure, we again are going to be in a hot situation. What do the Ravens do defensively? They bring all three guys. Here it comes. One, two, three. The tackle is going to squeeze down, and we have again that zone dropper. Sam Howell, you need to know that that's a problem. Ball should be out of your hands right now because that's an unblocked defender, but instead he gets surprised by it. I love Sam Howell. I think he's super talented. 
this is a little bit of a product of him growing in college in an RPO-based offense, the run-pass option, where there's not a ton of control for protection at the line of scrimmage. But defensive coordinators are sitting there watching this going, if you don't show us that you can handle this stuff, we're going to send it every stinking play. If I was Sam Howell in Washington, I would expect to get blitzed a ton early in the season because until you show it, it's going to keep coming. Stan Orlovsky of NFL Live giving you the skinny on Sam Howell and this Washington Commanders offense. The one thing that I don't want to lose sight of here, and this is something that we continue to hear come out of that building on a week-in and week-out basis, Sam Howell is so smart. Sam Howell gets it. He has the intangibles to be great. It's not going to be because of a lack of effort and a lack of work being put in. So, like I said, I don't expect this to be something that kills the team during the regular season, but I do expect it to affect a few drives. I do expect it to affect a quarter or affect how this offense moves. The one thing that I'm banking on is the report that we've continued to hear out of Ashburn, and that is that Sam Howell is an auto-corrector. He does not often make the same mistake twice. I love that about him. The big question that I have, and that I'm asking out to you all on the MGM National Harbor Listener Lines, do you expect these growing pains to hamper this football team in terms of wins and losses during the beginning portions of the regular season? Let's go to Steve in Winchester. What's going on, Steve? Hey, buddy. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir, my friend. Appreciate you calling. Absolutely, it will. Anytime he has growing pains like that, and he's going to go through some things, it's going to affect the team. My, my thing is, I think that what the team really needs to look at is I think after this year, there won't be an Eric Bieniemy. Mm. We're back to Ron Rivera, and I think that's a – and whoever he brings in, I don't think that's a good thing. I think they need to be looking at making Eric Bieniemy the head coach of this football team, and that would be the best thing to do, keep him with Sam Howell and working with Sam Howell. And then I think in the, in the next year and the years to come, he'll be great. Hey, Steve, I appreciate your call, my man. Look, I think – I don't want to jump that far ahead and talk about Ron's job security because I think that's why this this conversation about Howell and his growth is so fascinating to me because Ron Rivera at the end of the day is the ultimate decision maker. If he feels like at any point in the season, Sam's growing pains don't give the team the best chance to win, you got to go to the quarterback that you have the most confidence in. And I'm assuming that would be Jacoby Brissett. But look, I ain't going to lie. I'm as honest as they come. I have no dog in this fight. I am a fan through and through, right? But I'm going to be honest. Because of the $8 million price tag that Jacoby's got on him, he is going to be the backup quarterback no matter what. But you can't tell me, if you have watched all three of these preseason games and you've been out at practice, practice, I'll, I'll give you this. In practice, Jacoby has been much better than he's been in the games. But in the games, man, him and him and Jake Fromm, it doesn't seem like there's some significant gap between their ability. And I think this West Coast offense that is predicated on the quick passing game, I think that may favor Jake Fromm a little bit more in his skill set. Not saying that I think Jake Fromm is a better quarterback. I'm just saying he may be the better quarterback for this system. But at the end of the day, we're talking about Sam Howell here. And my, my concern, and really the only concern that I have with Sam Howell, is how he is going to fare in the face of pressure. And I think he's proven that he can escape pressure with his legs. The next part and the next facet of his game is can he beat the pressure with his mind? That's the next part and the next 
part of his growth and his development that I'm focused on. Can he beat the pressure with his with his mind? Can he win from the neck up? We know he's a smart kid. We know he doesn't make the same mistake twice. My question is, how much is these growing pains that he is naturally going to have to go through, how much are they going to impact winning and losing during the regular season? Mike is in D.C. What's going on, Mike? Hey, Mr. Youngin and Charles, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. How you doing? Good, good. Hey, man, look, this, this the guy Olofsky, whatever his name is, he, he gave some good, pretty good points, man, but he, he overanalyzes. He don't know whether or not that's how they're going to play things. That's number one. And number two, um, uh, the guy, the guy Howe is a rookie, man. He's, he, it's preseason. He's, he's going to make mistakes in preseason. Right. I mean, right. Them, them throwing pressure at him and all that, you're right. He gotta pick it up, but guess what? The, the defensive team—they not—they not prepared. They not prepared. They not making preparation to play against him right now. But the key is going to be when the regular season starts. When they start making preparation for him, what does what does Howell do then? That's going to be the key to me. Then I'll be concerned if he's not picking this up. But there's no way. There's no way in the hell with a coach like Eb on his side, a, a, a coach that came from winning tradition that knows how to that knows how to dial things up. There's no way in the hell he's going to let him fail, I don't think. He's going to put him in the right position, man, most of the time, and it's going to be up to how to do what he needs to do. If he if he don't do what he needs to do, then, I mean, everybody's saying he's smart and this and that. And I think, I think by, by you got to remember, the residents, I mean, the, the commanders. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, I'm a, I'm a, I've been a resident since I was nine fine, years brother. old. You're fine, you're fine. A commanders man since I, was, since, I was six, since I was nine years old, season ticket holder. For 25 years now, so I'm, I'm used to saying Redskins. So if I say that, I'm sorry. But look, if 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 if, if he can't excel in what in what EB is showing him, mm-hmm. then I would have a problem. But right now, I can't. I can't. I, I envision him. I envision seeing how playing against Mr. Mayhome, Mr. Mayhome, mm-hmm. at some point in time, real, real big game. Well, look, that but would be all, great. For the, that, look, Mike, Mike, that would be great for this franchise, and I hope he one day ends up. Something similar to Patrick Mahomes, but I think we're 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 putting the cart before the horse with that one. But I appreciate the call as always. Look, I want to I want to bring this point up here before we get back to the phones. One eight hundred six three six one zero six seven is the number. I don't all the way blame Sam Howell because you all know if you actually follow me and have been listening to me over the past year and a half to two years, I was calling for Sam Howell last year. I keep pointing back to that Green Bay Packers game at home. Taylor Heineke tried to single handedly throw us out of that football game. And that would have been the time to me to go to Sam Howell. The reason why I think he's going to struggle at the start of the season is simply because of a lack of experience. You can't have the answers to a pressure you've never seen before, ladies and gentlemen. So the only thing that kind of makes me go, "Ah, I don't know, is that the pressures that he's seen right now in the preseason are so vanilla and so basic that come the regular season when teams are actually game planning and they're sending pressures from all parts of the field. If he's struggling with the most simplistic of pressure packages, imagine how he's going to fare when they ratchet up the tempo a little bit more, when they when, when Philadelphia comes to town, when Sean McDermott and Buffalo comes in here to FedEx. You don't think they're watching this preseason film trying to find the weaknesses in this kid's game? It ain't an easy challenge. It ain't an easy task to find the weaknesses in this game because I thought he's been damn good to this point in the preseason. That one aspect of his game, though, in terms of finding the answers to pressure, that's where I think he's struggling right now. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. Al is in Clinton. What's going on, Al? 
Hey, 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 what's going up, man? Uh, you know what? First thing I, I want to say is, you know, uh, uh, Sam Howell's first game was uh, was game 18, mm-hmm. RFK. And um, it was the same day that number nine was retired. Nobody talks about that. That's right. This number was retired that same day. And I said right then, this looks like his. This looks like the heir apparent to Sonny Jurgis. <laughs> okay. Me. You know, I saw that right then. Because the boy can, can can throw the ball. He has a, a quick release, man. And um, I'm, I'm not worried because, you know, one thing about football is a team sport. Look at Ben Roethlisberger. Look how far he went in his rookie year, <laughs> starting yeah. quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's true. And he and and he and, he, and in my opinion, he didn't he didn't he couldn't throw the ball as well as this kid, and that early in his you know he wasn't in his career. Mm-hmm. And I think with the uh, players that he has around him, to uh you know and and his offensive coordinator as a buffer for him being young. You look at the football gods have blessed us with our with our next uh, 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 golden jacket quarterback. Hopefully, Watch. Al. Hopefully, Al. I appreciate the call. If that's the case, then we're in a really damn good spot. Let's go to Eric. Eric, you all with us earlier. We cut you off because we had to go to the break. What's going on, buddy? Hey, man. So, listen, two things. I'm not going to be long. Two things um, that I was going to say. Uh, first of all, how has taken – He's not a rookie walking off, walking from a college campus last year. He was he was already within the realm of the skin of us. So he's taking the mental reps. He understands what is required and what what needs to happen in order for him to be successful. Along with the fact that he has the enemy. Secondly, I would be concerned with this offense. And mind you, we've been the 18, 19, 17-point offense for the past three years. Now, after four or five games, if our average of 17, 18 points is still there, then I'm concerned. Then you'd be concerned. It's all about the points, man. If we can get that up to about at least 25, 26 points, I think we'll be okay. Eric, let me tell you this. Eric, I appreciate the call, man. If If they score 26 points a game, they may end up winning the NFC. That, that's what I'm saying. That, that's what I don't want to get lost in all of that. I am very bullish on the prospects of this football team if they could get improved production on offense. That's the number one thing to me that is going to dictate whether or not this team is just an 8-9 win team or whether or not they win 11-12 games. They've got the talent on this roster. It's about whether or not this coaching staff can put it all together. And yes, I am putting a majority of the onus on this coaching staff because when you got a young quarterback like Sam Howe, it is on Eric Bieniemy and this coaching staff to put him in positions where he can, can succeed. That's that. And I think EB has shown the propensity to do that throughout the preseason and throughout training camp. I love where this offense is right now. Like I continue to say, to me, it's more about the process than it is the game-by-game results. Because at the end of the day, if Sam Howell proves that he is your starting quarterback for the next three to five seasons, it doesn't matter if you make the playoffs. You've done your job. You've done your job. And I understand that's kind of me changing my tune here a little bit. But look, this is the cards that we've been dealt. I said it from the get-go. I think it's organizational malpractice 
to be trying to develop a young quarterback in year four of a five-year deal. All Ron Rivera and company should be concerned with is winning as many games as possible in 2023. That should be the number one concern. So if the growing pains of Sam Howell eventually start to hinder this team and stops them from winning games, then I'm going to have an issue. But until then, man, I think you got to roll with the punches. And he's shown, like I continue to say, that it's not going to be because of a lack of effort why this doesn't work out. It'll just be because he simply can't do it. And I don't think that's the case, ladies and gentlemen. I don't want to jump the gun. But I really do feel like if they can insulate him properly with play calling and the protections up front and giving him easy answers versus pressure, he has the opportunity to be a damn good quarterback in the National Football League. Let's go to Ash, who's in Silver Spring. What's going on, Ash? Hey, Linnell, how you doing? I'm good, man. How you doing? Good, good. I'm going to respond to you and then to a few calls before. First, um, I, I agree with you that there will be growing pain. I mean, he's only had one starting game in the NFL right. as a regular season quarterback. Um, but I feel that even with those growing pains, he puts our offense in a better position than Heineke, Wentz, Fitz, and Alex after the injury almost combined, bro. 100%. Like, I agree. I really – I feel like if we can, if we can get that over that twenty points a game, we can get those ten wins. So people are talking about like uh, um, you know making comparisons to Pad Padding Mahomes and Ferguson, like let's uh, hold our horses. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> you know, like if like I'm looking towards maybe like a Russell Wilson, you know, not the tallest guy, but a dude that can move and launch it downfield. Ash, can I give you um, one comparison? I haven't even done the comparison game yet. You seem like a smart guy. I'll throw this out on you. What about I think prime? So what about prime Andy Dalton? I he can move more than Andy, bro. Because even in Andy's prime, he wasn't moving like that. He was more of a pocket guy, and that's the thing. I think that with Sam, it opens our offense up to the capabilities that we can run RPOs. We can do this. We can do that. And I think that through Howell's performance, that Ron doesn't. The enemy doesn't go away. I think the enemy gets promoted head coach and Ron up into upper management. And I think that that, when we have, I, I think that. That'd be the best uh, case scenario. Always, best case scenario. Hey, Ash, that, I appreciate the honestly, call as always, know, my friend. We are up against the clock. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. I want to bang through the rest of these before we go to break. Nate is in Upper Marlboro. What's going on, bro? What's up, man? Um, I'm about I to say, look, you, I, know, I know you was on me on Friday about this, but look, <laughs> this, this is real concerns we have here. I feel you. I feel you, man. I ain't going to go too much to the same thing. But I think um, I just wanted to say this about how real quick. Mm-hmm. I think uh, how kind of reminds me of his game, his build. Not saying that this is what he's going to be and or even achieve this. I hope he do. But it kind of reminds me of Donovan McNabb. Oh, and then um, okay. I think, like, as far as the growing pains, I think what we're really, to me, it, it's all on the offensive line. Yeah. To me, I think, you know, the breakdowns of the offensive line will dictate, you know, um, Sam's growth, you know, and the growing pains. I think if you give him protection, you know, then then Sam will dice you up. I and, mean, you know, he'll, he'll make his mistakes because, you know, he has to grow. But I really do think it's the offensive line. And let me ask you this question mm-hmm. real quick. Mm-hmm. Do you think Sam's growing pains will harm the team more or the linebackers on the defense? Say that one more time. Then when it comes to when it comes to our season, do you think Sam Howell's growing pains will have a, a more negative effect on our season 
than our linebacker core and our defense. Because hmm, okay. to me, throughout the preseason, from what I've seen, offenses has been attacking the linebackers in the middle of the field. And I think that's going to be a big problem when it comes to the season. Yeah, I think that's an astute observation you made, my man. I appreciate the call as always. Yeah, the linebacker position, to me, I, I said it earlier when I was doing my 53-man roster breakdown. The best linebacker on this team right now is probably Khalid Hudson. And I, I stand on that. Um, I've got a little personal bias because, you know, I've been able to build a little bit of a relationship with Khalid over the past couple of years. But the kid works hard. He just can't help that he's 5'9 or 5'10. You know, that's the only issue that Khalid Hudson has is his size. I think in terms of the aggression and, and, and reading, def- reading offenses and going and chasing after the football, I think he's the best on the team in terms of that aspect uh, of his game. I'm going to stick on linebacker here for one, one quick second. I said it last week when I was in for Kevin Sheehan. The way that this football team is using Jamin Davis at linebacker this year, I think is going to really put his strengths on full display. Got to use him more as a pass rusher. I don't think he's that great in coverage despite him having great size and speed. But him as a pass rusher, when you want to send five and six at a time, Jamin Davis coming off the edge could be a problem for opposing offenses this year. Andy and Bethesda, what's going on, Andy? What's going on, man? Hey, I don't care how smart everyone thinks he is. Two things. One, if you're running for your life because your line can't do crap for you, which is going to be the case, because what upgrades do they make from last year? Nothing remarkable that I can recall. And two, what happens when defensive coordinators like Wink Martindale get some tape on this kid yeah. and learn his tendency. That's going to be a totally different ball game for him, right? And look, like all quarterbacks struggle their rookie year. And yes, he had mental reps last year, whatever that means under a different system than <laughs> one game. That's this a good is point. his rookie, rookie season, right? And I think after three or four games when teams figure out his, his, um, his tendencies, I think it's going to be a couple steps backwards. So I think he might have some good games because, look, I'm not a Commanders fan. Mm-hmm. I think he's actually a pretty good quarterback, you know, but, like, he's going to need some time. And I think you could have a couple good games in the beginning, but I think once defenses figure him out, he's going to have to adjust, right? Yeah. You know, and and, and that's, that's something that, that I think is going to be difficult for him because of the offensive line. Hey, I appreciate the call, Andy. Real yeah. quick, Andy, what, what, what team do you root for, pal? I'm a Giants fan, my friend. Oh, you know, my I was born and raised in Maryland. Yeah. You got my yeah, favorite quarterback my from last year. I think Daniel Jones last year did the most with the least last year at the quarterback position, which is why he got paid. Yeah, yeah and I think uh, hopefully with Waller, and maybe we'll see in this wide receiver core, you know, and if Barkley can stay healthy. Yeah. You know, look, I don't have any delusions. I think we'll still be behind the Eagles, but yeah. I think we'll be better than the Cowboys. I appreciate the so. call, Andy, as always. We'll take a quick timeout. We come back, as promised, our pal Trevor Sikama. A pro football focus is set to join the program. We'll take a big picture look at the National Football League as week number three of the preseason finishes up tonight with the New Orleans Saints and the Houston Texans to help us put a bow on the offseason. Our pal Trevor Sikama joins next here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love. Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Welcome back. It is overtime here on 106.7 The Fan. We are simulcasted on our sister station, the Team 980, and always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. It's the Youngest in Charge movement, Linnell Willingham, taking you up to 110 before we dish the rock to Charlie Slows and Dave Jagler. They'll get you warmed up for Nats and Marlins, the Curly W's, Looking for their first sweep of the Marlins since I don't know when. I'll be honest with you, but it's been a long damn time. Feels like they always struggle to play up in Miami, but hopefully this afternoon uh, they can get that monkey off of their back. It is a 140 first pitch, and per usual, you can catch all of the action right here on your flagship home for Nationals Baseball, 1067 The Fan. Right now, it's time that we go out to the BetQL guest hotline. is where we're joined by one of the bros, man. I got Tampa Bay Trey. Trevor Sikama, the lead draft analyst for Pro Football Focus and the co-host of the NFL Stock Exchange podcast. I would plug your Twitter, Tampa Bay Trey, but when you got 69,500 followers, brother, do you need the plug? <laughs> I can always need the plug. What do you mean? You know of saying? course. Yeah. <laughs> it is, no, it is I, at Tampa Bay Trey on Twitter, ladies and gentlemen. How you doing, man? I'm doing great, my friend. I appreciate you having me on. I'm definitely glad we were able to finally get a time that works for both of us. I know you've been working hard. I want to start out in your neck of the woods. I haven't gotten to talk big picture NFL yet here in the show. We've been talking all things Washington Commanders, but Baker Mayfield named the starter out in Tampa Bay for the Bucks. Put your bias to the side here for a second. Do you legitimately think that with this supporting cast, we may see the best version of Baker Mayfield that we've ever seen? Well, you know, I would say that the element that would give people confidence that we're going to see the best version of Baker Mayfield mm-hmm. isn't as much the supporting cast of players. Although of course it's great to be able to throw to guys like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Mm-hmm. I would say it's the offensive coordinator, Dave Canales, yeah. who I've been really impressed with throughout the preseason. I mean, I've, I've loved the game plan that he's come up with, whether it's been for Baker Mayfield or when Kyle Trask was out there as well as this has been a quarterback competition and, you know, since they named Baker Mayfield the starting quarterback, you go out last night and you see a beautiful drive where he doesn't have an incompletion. I believe it was yeah. the second drive of the game. They go down the field, they score, and it was a confident touchdown pass to Chris Godwin right in the middle of the end zone. So it's that kind of stuff that I'm really excited about. And for Baker, I feel like, you know, talent has never been the issue with him, right? He's a Heisman right. Trophy winner. He did incredible things in college. It's just been you know, him – coming into his own at the NFL level, and continuity that he has not had. He's had so many offensive coordinators and head coaching changes, whether it's been you know when he was at Cleveland or going to Carolina or going to Los Angeles Rams. Like He just has not been able to be in the same system for a long time. And the hope is that this system is one that he gets down well enough to where, hey, he's here for a couple of years, and they're playing well, and it's a great return on investment. So honestly, to answer that question, the thing that gets me most excited about Baker and um, maybe him having his best days as a Buccaneer 
is uh, his connection with offensive coordinator Dave Canales, which looks pretty good so far. Yeah, and for, for the, the casual football fans out there who don't know who Dave Canales is, he comes over from the Seattle Seahawks where he's been their quarterback's coach, their assistant coach, the passing game coordinator. You see the big-time leap that Geno Smith was able to make last year. I think Baker Mayfield, with, to me, a better supporting cast, could have a similar type of season. And I know Bucks fans out there nationwide love to hear that. Want to keep things in that NFC South here for a second what do you make of Bryce Young in the Carolina Panthers? He had his first career touchdown pass over the weekend. Trevor, I feel like, look, in the modern era, we just haven't seen a quarterback of his stature have success. I still have my concerns, even though he looked pretty damn good last night. What say you? Yeah, I think the reasons why quarterbacks of his size don't really stick around very long in the NFL yeah. is for a couple of reasons. First and foremost, you got to be durable, right? You got to mm-hmm. understand, okay, I can't take all these massive hits. And if I do, you know, I got to know how to take them with grace, if you will. And Bryce Young does that. I think that we saw that at Alabama. He's very smart in that regard. He's trained in that regard. He knows that when he's going to get hit, and you can't always brace for it in the best right. way. This game moves so fast, but he just, he handles pressure so well and he feels things so well. He's, very rarely caught off guard even when he's about to take these big hits. And so uh, I think that that obviously is going in his favor. And for shorter quarterbacks, hitting confidently over the middle of the field is something that they struggle with, just naturally being being able to see over the offensive line and over the linebackers. And Bryce Young showed at Alabama, and he's even showed in his brief time in the preseason with Carolina, he's still a very good middle-of-the-field thrower. So all of those things are going for him. I'm excited about Bryce. Bryce is my QB1 going into this past draft because – he has that mental makeup that you just cannot teach. And here's the thing about Carolina, though. I, I see a lot of Panthers fans who it seems like their optimism for where the team is going is making them think, oh, we're making the playoffs this year. <laughs> Carolina Panthers don't have to make the playoffs for this right. to be a successful season. They don't. Like it just They just need to be competitive. And I think they are going to be competitive. Ultimately, I don't think Carolina's going to make the, 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 the playoffs even in a down NFC conference. But you just want to see progress. You want to see Bryce play a full season. You don't want him to get hurt. Honestly, that offensive line is actually the thing that worries me yeah. the most about the Carolina Panthers. But as long as they're continuing to improve and they play well in the regular season, Bryce gets to stand tall in that pocket and, uh, and not get hurt. That, to me, is going to be the building block that you want moving into year two, year three. Yeah, as you mentioned, it is going to be an uphill climb for them to make the playoffs in what you considered a, a weakened NFC. I agree with that completely. Their division, I think, everyone's giving the NFC South crap for being like the worst division of football. That's what most pundits are predicting. I think, to me, the New Orleans Saints, if you had to ask me Philadelphia versus the field in the NFC, I'm taking the field because of a team like New Orleans, a team like Seattle. Think about this, Trevor. You know what the, how competitive they've been without stability at the quarterback position the past couple of years. You insert Derek Carr behind an underrated offensive line, I feel like, one of the best defenses in football. When they get Kamara back from the suspension, I think they'll really start humming. What do you think about the Saints in terms of their big-picture outlook in the entire NFC? Yeah, I'm, they're my favorite to win the NFC South, and I think that they should be. I believe that they're the Vegas favorites as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just think for the reasons that you mentioned and more, like that they absolutely should be. They're, they're really great on both trenches. Sure, they're getting up there in age with some of those guys, mm-hmm. but I don't think the wheels are about to, about to fall off. You know, they replaced some of the free agents that they missed on both 
sides of the trenches as well. They got great playmakers in the secondary. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore, Tyron Matthew, Paulson Adebo. The receiving room I love. Rashid Shahid's a great vertical threat. Chris Olave is one of the best all-around young wide receivers in the game. And then I think people are... I think people just want to write off Michael Thomas know, because right? it's easy. You know, like I, I think that people are just anytime you are a good player in the NFL yeah. and you kind of like falter away from that top spot, it's like people go, ah, okay, out with the old, in with the new. Yeah. Michael Thomas, if he's still fully, if he's fully healthy this year, he is going to be good. Yeah. Like he's still a really good wide receiver, and so I think people are totally off writing him or writing him off when, when they should not be. And then look. You know, I'm not saying that Derek Carr was blameless for the issues that happened with him in Las Vegas, but there were a lot of things that he had to overcome. And it felt like, you know, one year, okay, the accuracy was up. You know, he, was, he, was, he wasn't throwing the deep ball as much, but the accuracy was great. He was being methodical, but he couldn't hit that deep ball. Okay, another year. All right, the deep ball is clicking, but the underneath stuff is not. And the drives aren't lasting as long. And it, just, it never seemed like he was able to fully put together what a great Derek Carr season could be. But we have seen the talent right. in each of those areas to know that it's possible. So is it, you know, is it is it just eternal optimism to think, oh yeah, this is going to be the best version of Carr? I, maybe that's it. But I, I agree with you. I think that they've got a lot more talent at the quarterback position this year than they had in last year's situation. And given their entire surroundings, if this team stays healthy, yep. they should win the South. And I think that they should at least be competitive when it comes to those better teams in the conference. We're joined right now on the BetQL guest hotline by our pal Trevor Sikkiman. Make sure you give him a follow on Twitter at Tampa Bay Trey. He is the co-host of the NFL Stock Exchange podcast. Trevor, I have a bold proclamation for you. And you're probably like, no way. Because you know how bold I could get, my friend. In the AFC, and I'm stamping it right here this Sunday morning on overtime, I think we're going to see for the first time in NFL history, and I don't know if it's the first time, I'm just – Busting off when I say that. I think the entire AFC North is going to make the postseason, Trevor. How do you leave any of these teams out? I know Deshaun Watson is going to bounce back. Kenny Two Gloves looks like the real deal to this point during the preseason. And then the quartet of pass rushers that Pittsburgh has with Nate Herbick, TJ Watt, Marcus Golden, Alex Highsmith, you name it. Tell me why a team in the AFC North is going to miss the playoffs, Trevor. Am I crazy? Uh, look, if this was a college football format where we're talking about rankings getting into a postseason playoff, all four of these teams, I think, would get in when it was all said and done. Yeah. The reason why that is so, so difficult to do is because they all play each other, right? right? And they're all playing each other at least twice with the three other teams. And they're all so good that... If, if you even if you have even if you have a perfect split yeah. between all of these teams, it gets really difficult to sort out who is going to separate themselves once it comes to the other conference games that they play. So, look, I I do not disagree with the premise that you have because honestly, when I look at the NFC North, I feel like the team that's most likely to miss would be Cleveland, actually. Right. But then, then then you look at Cleveland's roster and you go, <laughs> how is this team not going to be in the playoffs? Right. You know, especially if Deshaun even bounces back to a you know top 10 to 15 quarterback in the NFL, if he's anywhere hovering around a top 10 quarterback in the NFL, this team is talented enough basically everywhere else to get into the postseason. The, the only thing is, is do they have enough wins outside of their conference right. for – all of these teams to make it. Talent's not going to be an issue, but who's going to stay healthy? Uh, I think that's a major part of it. 
And um, I'm not saying it's impossible because it certainly is possible, but it just it's really yeah, difficult shot. when you have to go up against one another. It's going to be a real long shot because that means the rest of the teams in the AFC East are going to falter, which I don't see happening. And it means that the guy I call Baby Jesus and Justin Herbert, that means he's going to falter out in the, uh, in the AFC West as well. I expect big things from the Chargers. I want to go... I want to go to this AFC South for a second here. It feels like everyone is crowning Trevor Lawrence uh, and the Jacksonville Jaguars, the kings of this division. I got a team that is, to me, the biggest sleeper, not just in the AFC, Trevor, but in the entire National Football League. When you are able to concoct a defense that throws off the greatest quarterback of all time, Patrick Mahomes, on a consistent basis, Trevor, I got to believe in you. The Tennessee Titans, I think, are for real. The last time Ryan Tannehill had a healthy number one wide receiver, he put up some pretty silly numbers, my friend. What do you think about the Titans in terms of the AFC landscape? Yeah, the Titans are interesting. I, I don't think they're going to be a team that goes away quietly. Now, I think that, you know, kind of like what we were talking about with Michael Thomas, mm-hmm. when somebody falls off, everybody's just quick to say, all right, yeah, we don't have to think about him anymore, out with the old and with the new. Mm-hmm. And with the Titans, I think there were those two years where, you know, they were the number one seed, they were the, they were the division winners where you go, okay, they're punching a little bit above their weight class here. You, you knew <laughs> that there was going to be a little bit of a regression at some point. Now, they were able to hold off that regression basically an entire year longer than I thought was going right. to be the case. But last year, when that regression started to hit, boy, it hit like, a, like an avalanche. <laughs> and that team really faltered down the stretch. Now, I don't think that Mike Vrabel is the type of coach who would let that kind of negative momentum from the previous season really bleed into the next year. I think he's a good enough coach to where he's got a great handle on that roster. I don't think that that's going to be the case. And I think everybody is ready to just crown the Jags kings of the division. And I think that they should be the favorites. But Tennessee is not going to go away quietly. They are not. They're a team full of veterans. They're a team with a motivated head coach. I mean, they they are going to give it their all. And I I don't think – I'm not picking them to make the playoffs, Mm -hmm. but – much like with people look at, you know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the NFC South. Like some people just think they're going to be this pushover team because they had Mayfield or Trask. The rest of the roster is too good for that. And right. I think that that's the case with Tennessee as well. Just because they're not favorites to win the division doesn't mean they're not going to play spoiler for a handful of games throughout the season for some of these other big teams. I got two more quick ones before we let you go, Trevor. Go back to the NFC East now for a second. I don't even want to talk Washington. I want to talk the trade that went down over the weekend. I was calling a high school football game Friday night when I get the alert to my phone that Trey Lance is now a member of the Dallas Cowboys. What the hell are they thinking in Big D? Yeah, one, I'll I'll tell you what I actually think is going on. Mm -hmm. I think Jerry Jones Uh watched the Philadelphia Eagles draft Jalen Hurts Mm -hmm. when they did not have to, and it has made the world for that franchise. And I think that Jerry is trying to pull off his version of this Jalen Hurts move that he watched Philadelphia do. He's trying to get a quarterback with a lot of talent on the cheap for a draft pick that they want that they, that they don't have to play right away, they can get into their system, they can play behind a guy who's already entrenched as a starter, and then maybe, you know, two years from now, 
he ends up taking over mm-hmm. and it just makes all the difference in the world to their franchise. Because Dak's contract's coming up, mm-hmm. you know? And so, and so I, I think that this is a move to where it might be a contractual chess piece, as we saw Josina Anderson tweet out and report. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that there's, there's truth to that. But I really do believe the Cowboys made this move because of what they have had to watch Jalen Hurts do for Philadelphia when Philly did not need to no. take Hurts. <laughs> Remember, like, that's the thing. Yeah. Philly took Jalen Hurts and everybody went, what are you doing? You don't need this quarterback. And it has turned out to yeah. basically put them on a Super Bowl caliber path. So I, I genuinely believe that this is Jerry's way. I, I, I've got to believe that in the meeting rooms, yeah. that, 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 that those words were uttered. Mm. What can we do? Maybe this can be our Jalen Hurts, is what I think was said in the Dallas front office at some point before this deal was made. That's a hell of an angle you're bringing, Tampa Bay. Trey, one more before we let you go. I'm going to put you on the hot seat. As we get ready for regular season week number one in about 10 or 11 days or so, can you give me an early Super Bowl preview? I won't hold you to this when I bring you on during the regular season, but look, can you give me a prediction right now? (sighs) If I don't say it, if I don't say if I don't say the Chiefs, I'm dumb. So right, right. I have to I have to I have to say the Chiefs. I'll say Chiefs. Uh oh. Oh, it's so hard not to just say Eagles, but I'll yeah. say I'll say I'll say Lions for fun. Let's what? say Lions for fun. Let's say let's say the Detroit Lions for fun. Tampa Bay Trey, you know this is gonna get clipped off by our producers, man. Look, I appreciate you giving me some time as always, my friend. We'll catch up again soon. Keep up the good work, man. I appreciate it, guys. Anytime. That is Trevor Sikma, one of my absolute favorite. Tampa Bay Trey of Pro Football Focus. He's the co-host of the NFL Stock Exchange Podcast. Make sure you give him a follow on Twitter at Tampa Bay Trey. He predicted Chiefs and Lions. We'll react to that next here on The Fan. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. It's one thing falling in love with a house and quite another navigating the world of negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. Guidance from an agent who's a realtor can make all the difference because that's... We are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Big thank you to our pal Trevor Sikama, Pro Football Focus, for joining us in the last segment. If you missed any of my conversation with Tampa Bay Trey, make sure you download the always free Odyssey app and go back to the 1230 segment for my conversation with Trevor Sikama. Did you hear a Super Bowl prediction, Chris? I thought he was a man possessed. He thinks that the Thursday night season opener between the Chiefs and the Lions is going to be a Super Bowl preview. Let me tell you, my girl's a Lions fan, Uh-oh. and she's going to love hearing that. I know she's listening, too. <laughs> well, look, hopefully Jared Goff and company can uh, live up to the high expectations that everyone has for him. I think it's going to be a good season for the Lions. Their offensive coordinator, Ben Johnson, man, they're lucky they were able to retain him. If Jared Goff can have another good season to play, I expect him 
to get a head coaching job next summer. We'll take a quick timeout. We come back. One final segment here in the 12 o'clock hour before we get to one. Charlie Slows and Dave Jagler coming up in about a half hour with Nats on deck. This is the fan. It's the youngest in charge movement. Linnell Willingham taking you up to 110 before we dish the rock to Charlie Slows and Dave Jagler. They'll have Nats on deck for you. The Curly W is out in Miami trying to get the series sweep. It is a 140 first pitch. And per usual, you can hear all of the action right here on the fan. We'll take another quick timeout. We got one final segment coming on the other side of this break. We'll take more of your calls. Plus, I'll give you my season prediction as far as stats go for the young pup, Sam Howe. We talked about it really for the majority of this 12 o'clock hour. Do we anticipate the growing pains that he is going to go through during the beginning of the season? Do we expect that to hinder this football team? We've taken your calls on that. We'll take more of them on the other side of this break. Plus, before we get out of here, I'll give you an official stat prediction for what I think Sam Howell is going to be able to accomplish if he starts 17 games during the regular season. One final segment coming up next here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.